Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coffee and cream with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning on Herd at Sports Radio. All right, welcome back. Let's tell you about some of our great sponsors here on the show. We talk about the Warhorse Casino phone line a lot, which you can call into, 888-638-4876. Warhorse is the only casino in Nebraska where sports bets can be placed, and they have to be placed in person. Whether it's at a kiosk or whether it's with one of the sportsbook tellers, they can take your wagers and you can place a bet on your favorite team, your favorite game, except if it's Nebraska home games that is the deed the warhorse casino app can uh you can view live odds and build your bets anywhere and then scan the qr code at the casino to place your wager straight bets parlays props and live game live in-game bets are all accepted visit warhorsecasino.com sportsbook or get the warhorse casino app for details in the full list of house rules uh, we are talking to mike schaefer coming up in a few moments just waiting on him to get joined up yeah where is mike j we need mike j db it says you're in studio twice on my screen how about that listen (laughs) so and you know this about me because you work like really close to me if there's 50 or 55 60 percent of what i do somebody has to tell me the other 40 i got but like this whole technology thing is way above my pay grade you i don't want I'm totally taking one for the team. I don't want to be on camera. I don't like this whole TV thing. Like I fought this in my in my other business, mm-hmm. but if this is the way of the future, and let's you have, go. And let's you have, ride. And you have a Broncos main, country, right? And you have a mean boss that has a lot of tattoos. You probably just try to go along <laughs> to get along. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know. I'm just trying. My buddy's mad at me. He said I bust rolled him for scheduling a five to six thirty practice. I'm just saying that was a little impromptu. <laughs> That's wrong with that, right? A little, little impromptu, JL. You just told it to 3,000 people. It's cool. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I, I have to kind of treat him well because he's my insurance guy. Mm-hmm. But, man, five is tough on your boy. You would have laughed, too, over the weekend uh, when we were – I was doing the prospect scrimmage, and uh, we went to Elkhorn's Legion facility. Mm-hmm. You talk about, like, technology and finding your way through. Uh, my head coach goes up to the top and trying to turn on music and can't figure it out and he comes back down he's like ah, i couldn't do it and i'm like would you want me to go look at it because like this is kind of like what i do yeah, right yeah. i can i at least know what equipment yeah looks you like. get our tvs turned on which by the way aren't turned on today do yeah, i blame I ravi or is this because it's of the construction a it's probably a me thing 
Is it? Yeah. So okay. I, uh, I I'd like to blame Robbie for something. I, Robbie can take the blame for okay. sure. Okay. <laughs> so a lot, lot lot of people like that guy. I think we should like knock some of the shine off. So I go up to the press box and I turn Robbie, on turn a few the TVs things. on. I plug in my phone. It says, "Would you like to use this as headphones?" I hit accept and I hit play, and there it goes over the speakers. He's like, "All right, man, nice work." Do I'm like, "I didn't do much." Mike is here. You know, who I need oh, you to talk thank to. You. I need you to talk to Coach Lamanji. Mm. To get music going at your practice? He doesn't love music. For three years, we practiced to music. We haven't played music one time. So you want me to talk to him so that he'll say, play hey, music? Yeah, say, hey, coach, man, I got you. I can be the DJ. I'll make sure it's radio mm-hmm. edit, no cussing, this, that, and the other. Like, can, I'll, I'll create a playlist they, the, for The guys, guys have told me that they want to play music. Just see what he says. Okay. Get back to me yeah, on that. I got you. I if got your you. neck's a little thinner, I know he rung it. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him after the game on Friday, yeah, right? Well, let him, hey, if we don't get a win. Don't, <laughs> I'm running. Yeah, I'm don't, running. <laughs> if we don't get a dub, don't say a word. Mike Schaefer joining us now. Schaefer, good morning, man. Good morning. Mike, Jay, how are you? Good. I don't know when the last time I saw this iteration of coffee and cream was. So. Hey, you got, uh, you got uh, jokes uh, this morning, okay. Yeah, Do you have jokes this morning, Mike J? Yeah, I got jokes. I, <laughs> I turn it on. I get into the stream, and I'm watching a Chicago Bear fan and a uh, Wisconsin Badgers fan. Going <laughs> you back hater. I remember a long time ago, like I five minutes ago, and I used to like head. you. That was cool. That was, that was, <laughs> a, lot. That was, that was a good time. Yeah, it's better than when you wear your Iowa gear as a recruiting coordinator. <laughs> yeah, still, still recruiting for Iowa, huh? I landed a years, but you know hey, they keep you on the payroll. A couple of weeks ago, Coach Woods was like, "Yeah, so wait, are you on or off payroll?" Question mark. I was like, "Ha ha ha, funny man, you, yeah, you can't funny say man, you." <laughs> so, up. so Mike J, you misscheduled last week. You were busy on Friday. You weren't one of the. 5,000 in attendance on Friday night. Will you be at a high school football game this Friday? Yeah, uh, assuming weather permitting, I'll be at Elkhorn South, Lincoln Southeast on Thursday. You just have to be a contrarian. You couldn't go to Miller North and Papio? Uh, no, I mean, I, I'm kind of got like scheduled out who I'm trying to hit when, you know. You've, oh, you've Mr. Gotta, Mr. Organized. you got a plan, you know. you you got to have um, – and you got to have a plan in place, and so I uh, I don't know when I would see Elkhorn South otherwise. So I wanted to get eyes on Ashton Murphy uh, this year and see what else is going on with the storm. And then you know it's nice with Lincoln Southeast because I don't know what to make of them. I mean they might be the best team in Lincoln, but I don't know what that means this year necessarily. Yeah, isn't um, it weird? Some some people put them at like a three or four win team. Some people, you know, have them in the top ten. Yeah, well, and I think a lot of it is. Where will they find offense besides Cash Bootenback? I mean, he might have, you know, 60 carries in the way that Lincoln Southeast plays. So uh, it, it'll be, you know, it'll be an interesting uh, first game for both of those teams. And then I, I kind of want to watch uh, Ronner as well. I haven't seen him since last November and uh, want to get eyes on that too. So that game works out. But I also don't know. I mean, if it's 100 and some degrees at kickoff, on field turf, you're not gonna have these kids play that game, right? Like this is, this is a bad, bad week for the weather to be like this. I, it's I, already these first couple games. You have to add an additional hour for all the cramping stoppages mm-hmm. as it is. Um, so you know, it's a uh, this, this heat wave needed to come like three weeks ago. 
we're so three weeks later. We're so overly paranoid at Westside. We they should nickname one of our periods, call it the cramping period, because we've done all this research on cramps and stuff like that. And it, it turns out the number one cause from a couple of these studies are that folks don't simulate game situations enough before the first game. So Mike J. Like, not to give away the secret to tell you how the sausage is made. I couldn't care less if Prep knows. But, like, within the first 18 to 22 minutes of practice, we are full speed for long periods of time just to make sure that uh, the hyperactivity is where it needs to be. And I'm not even going to get into the whole pickle juice and salt thing that has been <laughs> crammed down our throats since last Wednesday. Our staff was recruiting Prep Bellevue West. They were charting cramps <laughs> to put in our scouting report for Saturday. Right? Like can we can we get right. these people to just stop by Nebraska we, basketball? We we leave we leave no stone unturned over there in the district. I listen, I I've heard the word cramp a thousand times, man. I cringed when I heard you say it. Well, look, I, I'm sorry. It's just, you know, you know as well as I do what early uh, early season football brings in late August. Who's, who's having a tougher time turning the heads in Lincoln? Is it a bombman or Pierre Allen Jr.? Um, for me, it would be for it'd be Dash. I mean, I I thought this was a guy, and I know he went and camped at Nebraska. I I thought he would get more attention um, from Nebraska staff. I mean, he's a track guy. I think he's got a good build. Um, I think he's a good football player. Like, I I'm a little surprised he's getting ending up, um, you know, at Wyoming. And that's not a that's not a bad thing by any means. But I look at this sort of renaissance of in-state Nebraska football. And it's sort of surprising to me that he's kind of the guy on the outside looking in um, a little bit here this year. And so, uh, but, you know, that's Nebraska's loss or anybody else's loss is Wyoming's gain. I think he's a, a really good player. I thought that, you know, these last couple of years of all the Lincoln East games I've taken in. And so I was really intrigued to see what it was going to look like from a, a camp schedule and it just never really materialized for him the way that I thought that it would. Pierre Allen still has some more time and I, I think he needs, you know, a, a good season. I think the hard thing is trying to figure out what exactly he is mm-hmm. um, for, for your football team. I mean, I, he's kind of got a tweener build. And so can he be a Jack linebacker um, or does he have to really bulk up and be, you know, a little undersized as a defensive lineman? So um, I'm, I'm curious to see him on Thursday night, too. I know that uh, he is certainly uh, vocal in terms of how uh, things are, are going and in terms of the the edits that he receives and, and everything else. But I, I don't know that there's like a ton of recruiting traction behind that yet. And either, he needs to go create it this season. Either one of you surprised at the preferred walk-on offer for Jacob Arope, who already has the Northwest Missouri State offer mm-hmm. from Nebraska. Is there anything that happened on Friday night when you go back for a rewatch that discourages you from that shave? 
Uh, I haven't, I haven't dove into to Jake up a rope a lot. I gotta be honest. I mean, the most of my bulk of work this weekend was trying to get a hold of Grant Bricks. And let me tell you, <laughs> it did not work. Not so. an easy guy to get a hold of. Hey, you one know? of, one of my best buddies. Well, is, it looks like is, I'm going to be heading back is, up. Is, is a, as a, is a magnolia aficionado. So if you want to talk to my guy, Kevin Schaefer, I, I got a guy that knows all the scoop. He turned me on to Bricks when Bricks only had one offer. And he said, hey, you may want to pass this along. This guy's starting to get garner some attention. So I, I put yeah. you in touch with my guy. What are the vibes you're getting from him, at least in the conversations you've had with him? Well, I mean, I haven't had that many conversations. And when I do, he's very good at saying all of the right things um, while offering, you know, some some crumbs. But you don't know you still don't know what exactly is going to be the ultimate deciding factor. I mean, he lists several things. He wants to to play for a program that's going to be successful. He wants to have a great relationship with his offensive line coach and his strength coach. And I know that he has a good relationship with Corey Campbell. And I think it's being built with Rayola. He obviously loves Matt Rule. The biggest thing for me with Grant Bricks and the reason why I think Nebraska, if I had to pick, like someone's like, you got to, you know, you got to tell me where he's going right now, blah, blah, blah. And I, I would guess Nebraska because of the proximity. I think he's pretty close with his family. It's 90 minutes roughly from his house to Memorial Stadium. Uh, and Nebraska's done a really nice job recruiting him. And I, I feel like he's hearing constantly from Daniel Kalen and Carter Nelson, uh, who become quite the, the tag team of, of recruiting, at least it related to, to Grant Bricks. So um, I, I think all of that sort of points in the direction of Nebraska. And then you just hear things about Oklahoma, and he really likes Oklahoma's line coach. I mean, I, I think if there's a reason Oklahoma wins this recruitment, it's because of, uh, I can't think of his name, uh, Bill Biedenbaugh. Yeah, I think. that one. Uh, you know, he's put so many guys in the NFL, and he's been in Oklahoma for a long time. And and I think he really has the trust of Grant Bricks. So I think those are your two top candidates right now. But when you call the head coach and he's like, man, I stopped asking because I don't know either. He's not telling me. So, uh, And I I believe Coach Straight on that. I, I don't think he's just making that up. So I think this has been a very internal process. And we're all just going to be on the outside waiting. And I, there's no guarantee that a decision's happening this week either. That's the other thing. That's uh, an, he can just easily take it into the season. He doesn't owe it to anyone. And he even told me, even if a decision gets made, not like he's going to throw himself a parade or have it a hat ceremony or anything like that. I mean, it's it's going to get leaked out some other fashion, I'm sure. What was your sense with Connor Riley and K-State? Uh, liked him a lot. Because um, Connor Riley is, is pretty spectacular. Oh, yeah. No, I think he's he's one of those guys that uh, he's at a great spot for him. He can recruit the Midwest. He's built a pipeline. Uh, you know, they, they're really excited about their future offensive line down there, let alone the guys that are going to be starting for them this upcoming year. So I, I just know from talking from to our Kansas State guy, the confidence seems to be waning slightly mm-hmm. uh, there. And I don't know if that's just because there's just been more reports from the, the Oklahoma-Nebraska writers. Uh, but it, it just seems like maybe Kansas State's pulling third right now. But that could change over time, too. I mean, if Grant Bricks really decides to play this thing out, the team that's going to look the best on the field this year out of these three, in my mind, is Kansas State. Um, so, I, you know, that could help bring them back around. So it just all comes down to when and why Grant Bricks decides to shut things down. Mm. Mike Schaefer, Nebraska football and recruiting for 24-7 sports with us right now at Mike J. Schaefer on Twitter. Mike, let's take this uh, to Nebraska now. 
Uh, are we at the point to where it's unlikely Gilbert gets his waiver? Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Um, you know, I don't know all the details of it. Uh, we've heard some whispers that it's not looking particularly good at this point in time. It seems like there's uh, some sort of component to it that they've got to they've got to get together with Georgia and have that figured out. I mean, that's just sort of the one hundred the whisper rumor innuendo that I've heard. But whether that's true or not, I I can't speak to it. Ultimately, it's either going to be a thumb up or a thumb down, and it feels like it's going to be a thumb down. To which then, I wonder whether we ever see Gilbert uh, at Nebraska. You know, I mean, I was like playing in an actual game because I. I wonder if he doesn't get a waiver this year, what would keep him in college football next year? Like he, he needs to, to play. And this year, I think, was sort of the jumping off point to, to getting back into the NFL's radar. So um, that, that certainly will be interesting to me how that all plays out if he doesn't ultimately get that waiver. Shafe, if you're kind of taking a look at this football team, and I was telling Drew Down, you know, it was weird a couple years ago, Coach Chenander had that deal right after the bye and, and Thanksgiving where he was like, hey, you know, I think we found one in, in Blaze Gunnarsson. And then last year, um, you know, we started to kind of see him playing. Both Coach Bush and Coach Joseph really liked Blaze Gunnarsson. He, we're back again this year, and he potentially is a starter. Did you see this? Maybe not the rise in terms of, hey, we like Blaze Gunnarsson. We think he's fully healthy. But the positional switch in his frame allowing him to be playing where he's playing now and still garner the love. Yeah, I, I've always kind of viewed Blaze Gunnerson as more of a kind of an upside version of, of Ben Stilley. I think their body types are really similar. Um, you know, I, I think that he has a little bit more athleticism than Ben, who Ben was a multi year starter. I don't want that to end a guy who's getting a cup of coffee in the NFL. I don't want that to come off as like any kind of slight. Depends, silly. So if I think you have a little more potential than that, that means I think you're a guy who should be, you know, competing at a at an NFL training camp in a few years. But the the problem for Blaze to me hasn't been necessarily finding him a home. It's getting him on the field and keeping him healthy for long durations of time. And this goes back to basically he had a great sophomore year, and then after that he hasn't had a year that's been injury free out of his last five. Um, so I I think if he can stay healthy, there's there's a great chance he can be productive. I, I really have, I've always kind of been pretty high on Blaze Gunnarsson. It's just been a matter of, can he stack enough days together and stay out onto the field that he can give you a performance that uh, can be helpful long-term. Now, as we heard from coach on coach rule, that is on Saturday, Shafe, um, talking about the captains um, and not having them until really bowl season. If it came down to it, I thought that was interesting. I thought it was, uh, a different look on, on how growth happens throughout the year. And now we, we talk about it all the time on the show. Not everyone's a leader, even though that's kind of what's being pushed right now. Uh, but it gets, you know, the chance to see everybody do it at least once. Do you like the idea because it promotes every player at some point uh, to need to take responsibility of leading? Yeah, I what I like about it is that I think it gives them a – a level of team ownership like you get you you get this experience or you get a piece of this team and maybe you're not the vocal guy but you're a lead by example type or you're just someone who's showing up and doing what's asked of you and getting that one percent better each time out I, I think there's a lot of different ways that you can highlight 
people on your roster who are doing the right things without it always having to be a guy that's necessarily vocally speaking or even someone that we see in the media all the time. I, I think, you know, there's there's countless examples in my career of guys that will be available to get up and talk and talk like a leader but don't have that, you know, fellowship and those followers in the room. And so I, I do think that, you know, a lot more happens in the locker room or in these position rooms where guys can be leaders that aren't necessarily the people that we think of as media or fans. And this is a good way to, to be able to highlight some of that. And it's a good way to, you know, if a guy has a great week of practice and he's a walk-on player for you, and you can still celebrate this fact, uh, by letting him go be a captain for a week, even if he's not necessarily a guy that's going to go help you, um, you know, at, in 20 reps in that game or, or what have you. So, I, again, to me, it's about team ownership and accountability. Uh, and and I think I like it. I mean, it's it's unique. I don't know that it's something I would be accustomed to for every game for the duration of Matt Rule's career, but it's uh, it's certainly unique this first year. Checkers or chess? <clears throat> Usually things that come out. Via- I'm bad at both. Usually things that come out via film are very strategic. A.J. Allen, or excuse me, Anthony Grant, filming Gabe Irvin, going through locker rooms, talking about, you know, how nice it is, competition. A guy that was basically just called out multiple ways (laughs) over the weekend. We say clearly number one for Gabe Irvin get good gamesmanship or culture finally setting in where a guy can be allowed to do a video promotion in the same position group as a guy that was just named the air quotes clear number one well aren't these guys friends you know from from their time i always say the magic happens is when you can cheer for somebody else at your own expense so maybe they are I think they have that. They have at least some relationship from going to the same high school down in Georgia. And you know, Anthony Grant and Gabe Irvin have both talked about that uh, this summer. I, I will admit to being surprised at, at uh, how this sort of played out. On hey, that. me, me, me too. And I still don't believe it. So I uh, okay. Well, that makes me feel better because I, I kind of. I kind of did a little table pounding for, hey, Anthony Grant's going to be uh, Me the too. Guy. I, listen, I, I still think he'll be their leading rusher. So. <laughs> good, good. All right. We, 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 I'm either going really, to be really stupid or really smart. We'll see. Because I have no idea right now. I'm willing to stand there right there with you so we can have the tomatoes pelting. Duck, duck. We can mock everybody. But, yeah, I'm a, I was surprised by that. I, I really was. And I don't know. What, what I'm not sure of is if it's just like a new issue, if it's been an issue all throughout fall camp. I don't remember a lot of fumbles for Anthony Grant last year. Um, so it was just it, – it caught me by surprise. It really did. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, just on – what was it, Thursday or Tuesday? Like it was kind of the – it was kind of like, man, look at what Anthony Grant has kind of done in a yeah. short amount of running, time. Look running, with, running with the ones. Right. It was all – it was cool by you. And then all of a sudden it's like, fumbles, he's, he's third, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was a little jarring, but, um, yeah, we'll we'll see what that ultimately means. I, I do feel like this isn't a coaching staff where if something's said like that, well, one, it's a little unusual that it's that transparent, but that's a whole other yeah. conversation. It's like, wow. Two, I don't think that means that Anthony Grant is going to be set in the doghouse and never let out in yeah. a way that we would have seen under some other coaches. They're going to need them all. Yeah, and 
And I, what tells me that is that you go all the way back to the beginning of the spring, who got suspended for like the first two practices, Anthony Grant, mm -hmm. you know, and then this is the sort of like rise back up into the good graces. It seemed like it culminated last week on Tuesday. And so I, I just don't think we've, you know, he's not just going to be set off to the side and forgot about. And it, I don't know if it was a motivational thing. I don't know what it was, but uh, it was certainly caught my attention from Saturday's media availability, as I think it did everybody else. Shafe, last thing here. You know, we're down to, down to three until we get to know who our single-digit wearers will be for the season. Oh, Lord. Do you think Newsome is going <laughs> is to get Is this the new black shirt? <laughs> do you think, Man. Do you hey, think how about Coach Rule yesterday when he, or the other day? And he goes, I've never had anybody ask me right. about depth charts as much as anybody right. you guys around this place. <laughs> I don't believe that. Do you think Newsome will get his six back? Uh, I – I'd be a little surprised if he doesn't, right? Me like, too. That's what I think. But what about Hartzog? Well, I, maybe. You talk about a guy that like doesn't a, come up. If, let me, ask, let me turn leader. a question back to you guys. Do we think that Matt Rule is calculating enough that there's a rhyme or reason as to why these are getting announced, how they're getting announced, yes. when they're getting announced? Yes, 1,000%, Mike so J. is it possible that he has already known and has known for a while – who is getting a single-digit number, and that's why the number six hasn't, you know, disappeared. So the, or, do you think that they've come in weird order? Like, why didn't he just go zero through, through three or four, five? You know, yeah, like he's letting it, the guys pick. It it all feels odd to, to say. So no, six. nobody wanted six. Well, I don't know if anybody wanted to right. deal with taking it. Is, is Newsom right. <laughs> find somebody sleep in the locker room? You right. took my six. Exactly. You don't have my six. You took that my six. It doesn't seem like that builds the family atmosphere. <laughs> you know. So I I expect him to have that. Okay. The, the Malcolm Hartzog one is interesting too. It's hard because there's like eight guys I like in their secondary, Me too. and I mean they can. They could play five, I guess, now. Mm -hmm. But there's there's like three others where it's like, okay, well, Deshaun Singleton, and we got, you know, all these other guys. This so, my, this um, my dude. I, I would like to I, – I would really like to see kind of how it plays out for the secondary over this first month. I think they're going to be as interesting as a position group as there is on defense. Shay, appreciate the time, man. We'll talk next week. Thanks, Mike J. All right, guys. Have a good one. Sports 6 back up next.